Are you looking to create timeless beauty in your garden? It's always a great idea to add roses. At Heirloom Roses, they know that the best roses start with the best roots, which is why they only hand-propagate own-root roses. These own-root roses will outlive and outshine grafted roses from the big box stores, resulting in stronger disease resistance and a longer lifespan, and stunning blooms that are always true to the variety. Heirloom Roses is located in Oregon, is a family-owned business that grows over 900 varieties of roses for gardening zones 3 through 10. Use their great search tool to narrow down your choice based on zone, fragrance, growth habit, color, and more. Plus, they have a one-year guarantee, so if your rose doesn't thrive in its first year, they will replace it for free. Heirloom Roses is also committed to producing only disease-free plants and genetically test all of their roses to ensure the cleanest plant material possible. You can have peace of mind knowing your newest rose will be healthy and ready to thrive and blossom for years to come. As a special offer for our listeners, Heirloom Roses is offering a 20% discount off all roses using Backyard20 code at checkout now through September 30th, 2023. And since they ship all year round, you can choose the perfect ship date for your garden. It's time to experience growing roses the way nature intended on their own roots. Visit them at heirloomroses.com to find your next rose today and take 20% off with Backyard 20. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. I really wish y'all could see our pre-podcast dance, everybody. It's amazing. But... This is like, we are wait, here. that was like the locker room then. Like, this is like, so now we're on the field. Is that what's happening? Or the court or whatever? Yeah, I guess so. I never thought about it that way. I'm not a big sports guy, so. Yeah, we're on the field. Welcome, everybody. We just left the locker room and we're in the field of gardening. Although and we got to talk. a little weird. It does feel weird. <laughs> we just left the locker room. <laughs> yeah. It's a co-ed locker room, everybody. It's that kind of show. Um, yeah, we're, so moving on, we're going to talk about saving summer mm, summer seeds and not get tongue-tied. So it is that time of year, everybody. It is that time of year. And there is good data of why we should be saving seeds this year, and we need to talk about this. What do you think? Um, I speak. do think we need to talk about it. But I would like to talk about saving seeds in the summertime. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of room because some of the things I'm talking about saving may not be summer necessarily. But guess what? The seeds have been produced. So here we are. Yeah. No, I mean, because it makes sense because we're in different zones. So Mm. clearly we'd be doing different things. There you go. Benefit number one. Um Before we get started, if you'd like to support the show, please just check us out on Patreon. Become an Apple subscriber, buy a t-shirt, visit our Amazon store, all links below, all that good stuff. And be a a friend of our affiliates. I don't know what other terms to use, so there you go. Are you a big seed saver? It depends on the garden year. Some, you know, there's so many things, only so many things I can basically kind of get after and like, you know, make it a thing. So 
this year I have not saved any seeds, but maybe because I knew we were going to do this episode today, I was outside like, oh, those seeds are dried up. But, you know, they're ready, you know. <laughs> it's time. How, how did you start saving seeds, though? Like, what was the precipice for you to start? Um, I think I started probably with pepper seeds because of how easy. I'll, so truth moment. I can't say with certainty that I realized, didn't know this, but I felt like I didn't realize in all of my years of like buying a pepper and cutting into it, that the seeds inside of it was what produced the pepper. Like, oh, I totally I understand that, I, that. Yeah, I don't know that I knew that like intuitively. I don't know that I was ever taught that, you know, in advance of these last 10 years in the garden or something. Um, so, you know, there was this, I, be, I felt like there was an aha moment. So, anywho, um, when I kind of got to the point of like, oh, there's these peppers that I've not grown before and now I'm growing them. I just, you know, it's like save all of the seeds. You know? And so yeah. um, and it was, you know, under the guise of you don't need to buy them again. So it was definitely was um, I had the truest intentions. Like I'll be able to grow peppers from now on. But that was before the seed bug bit me. And I didn't realize at that time that I'd want to try many other varieties. And so you got to start at some point. You got to get the seeds to try those varieties. So I still have like 289 yellow bell pepper seeds from when I saved them five years ago. Is that a legit count? No. Okay. But I, mean, I was going to say, if, you, if, that was a, if you really counted, counted how many seeds you had, <laughs> oh, no. the show was going to end. And I'm that terrible about estimating that kind of stuff too. So it's either like a hundred or a thousand, or five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some no, seed, some seed provider. I mean, some seed sellers are, are pretty skimpy on the pepper seeds. Interestingly bro, enough, let so, me tell you something mm-hmm. before we get started. So all year, I've heard people ranting and raving about the red snapper tomato. Right. All for the past nine months. And I don't know if it's like like you always say, you want a red car, you see a red car. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Well, anyways, I want a red car. <laughs> so I go and I start looking for red snapper seeds. Dude, they're like eight bucks for 10 seeds. I'm like, nah, I, I don't know if I can hang. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we're starting to see. And I saw that last year where um seeds were i read the label wrong and they were in micrograms instead of grams Mm -hmm. so there's that as well so i mean it's getting a little bit shaky i think it's a way of fighting inflation with this stuff without fighting it you know without raising prices but just lowering Mm -hmm. the quantity Mm -hmm. um let's yeah let's let's stay focused because if you get me on that soapbox um so well this is part of it for me Mm-hmm. So uh, that's part well, of it. Maybe I'll me. just watch you on your box. Okay. So, um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> talk about an unruly show. That's where we're gonna be. Um, there's some seeds that I've ordered very intentionally, and you know, I appreciate minimally the seller when they advertise them. It's like ten seeds, twenty five yes. seeds. Now, on one hand, I remember actually, you know, it's probably a complaint. It's like, what am I gonna do with like? a thousand lettuce seeds 
Like, I'm never going to use all of those, right? They're going to go bad way before I use them. I would have to eat this variety of lettuce, like, for all of my lifetime. You know, so on one, it's like kind of, you know, six and one and a half a dozen in another. But on the flip side of it, I have some things, like I bought some top bunch collard green seeds because I accidentally bought transplants a few years ago and did, they did wonderfully. I didn't even, I didn't even know that they were a thing. And so I bought those seeds and I think it sold in either like 50 or 25. The reason why it came to mind was because I counted those seeds. Like I was, I had my email formulated in my head. I think maybe it was like 30 seeds. So it's like, all right, you know, it's for me when it comes to those kinds of things, it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, putting two seeds in a hole trying to get that germination going like you're basically use trying to use them wisely um so that said you know these pepper plants sometimes tomato plants can be a bit scarce in the packaging as well um you know i just so that's another good example of if you've bought a plant seed and you don't have many in that package that could be you know obviously assuming you enjoyed whatever it produced it's a great opportunity to sell those seats because that's where your cost really is yeah yeah to, to sell seeds no it's if you've purchased seeds they only gave you 15 you enjoy yeah. the pepper right you know once that pepper plant that pepper gets ripe save those seeds because guess what you're likely going to be in a position two years from now where you're going to be buying them again. And shoot, who knows if it's going to be 10 seeds in the package then. Yeah, I have varieties that I save seeds from exclusively because it's hard to find the actual seed and I enjoy them. So I continue to, you know, save the seed year after year. And it's worked out really well. I'm starting to get a big bank of seeds. Um, So for me, I started just because like, I forgot to harvest something and I was like, well, what do I do? And so I ended up just saving the seed and it kind of grew from there. It got a little out of control one year. I did a whole bunch of tests. Remember that year where I was like saving radish seeds and all that stuff. And like, I didn't get really get a whole lot of seeds out of the radish. And I was like, well, that was hardly worth it. And it's funny. I was just looking through my seed box the other day and I found the radish seeds. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grow them this year just to say, just to be done with it, you know? Um, the plant took forever, took everything up and then I got like 20 seeds and I was like, whatever. So, I mean, there is that, but yeah, it just came out of laziness for me. And it also came out of, you know, the ease of some of the vegetables to get seeds from that was another one. So it kind of, it worked out in my favor, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things to think about when it comes to starting seeds. And there's a big elephant in the room this year. Um, somebody in the Backyard Gardens Community Garden Facebook group put in there about a mix-up in seeds this year. So, basically, the story started with, I think it was like a banana pepper or mm-hmm. something. And it wasn't supposed to be hot. And then people started growing it and they ended up getting like hot peppers out of it. If I let my imagination run wild, which it tends to do... I imagine somebody was walking through a greenhouse with a tray of seeds and tripped and fell and knocked over another tray. Then they all got mixed up. But we have seen through the power of social media in all of its unparalleled glory, we have seen that there are multiple types of seeds that have been mixed up this year. 
Um, you've you we talked about this yesterday, and you mm-hmm. you've seen a few too, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Molly who listens to the show, and she was one that experienced. Uh, if I I think she actually I can't remember if it was she purchased the plant or she started with the seeds. But anyway, she was looking at it like this doesn't look like what I bought, and for sure it was um, ended up being a hot pepper which she didn't enjoy, uh, which kind of you know it really sucks, right? You know you have you're intentional about what you want to plant what seeds you want yeah. to purchase what you want to plant what you want to grow uh, what you want to consume and then you end up here you know i think it's in my mind it's like yep that's exactly how those kind of accidents happen you know now no one can walk around the greenhouse with a tray of seeds but <clears> i mean <throat> this had to have been thousands and thousands if not tens of thousands you oh, know I'm sure it's probably a bag of seeds or something mouse probably chewed a hole in the seeds and it just left like a bread trail bread crumb trail or something stupid but I mean, if you think about it, and you know, we did an episode a while back about how um, our gardens evolve over time, and I do feel like there are some companies or people that take for granted the fact that like there's multiple types of gardeners. There's people that are just like, I don't care what grows in my garden, I'm just going to grow it, and mm. I'll be happy that I get it. You know, I want a hot pepper. So what if it's a banana pepper, not a jalapeno? At least it's hot. And then there's other people who are like, no, this is exactly what I want. And I want exactly what I picked Mm -hmm. to put in here for multiple reasons. You know, variety, you know, growth habits, um, heat tolerance, you know, spiciness, all this kinds of stuff. So um, it's, it's interesting to think about it that in my mind, because you never know the purpose for people are buying these things. And when this happens, I mean, what do you do? You know, like I got the mix up and I sold seedlings to people mm. and it's like, well, what do I do? You know what I mean? So yeah, that stings. It's, it's, yeah, it's a tough, tough scenario to be in. But I will say this, all the seeds that I saved came true to form and are producing just fine. So this is a big elephant in the room for a lot of these things this year. Um, I think it's the last thing the gardening community needed was to have, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we had a seed shortage. Mm-hmm. Then we don't have a seed shortage. Now we have a seed mix up. Yeah. What's next? You know, what? what's the next? Price hikes. I mean, good gosh. I can't so, imagine um, this is the first time this has happened in kind of, you know, whatever this new generation of home gardeners is. You know, I don't know if it if whatever happened last time, maybe social media wasn't as big or, or whatever have you. But it's just such a stinker. You know, it's like obviously not as bad as like a recall of some, you know, something that's dangerous. Um, but it's exactly what you describe. Like if you're intentional about what you want and it's okay if you're like, ah, it's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll eat whatever it is. But if you're intentional about what you wanted to plant and I was sharing this with Molly, like, um, I forgot the variety, which I, I don't even know if I can track it back now, the variety of bell peppers, red bell peppers that I planted, but I have like eight or 10 plants and, um, I was using some brand new seeds this year. And so I'm like, well, shoot, like eight plants of something I don't want or I didn't want to plant. And I thought it was one thing like I'm not just saying I'm growing eight bell pepper plants just for the heck of it. No, I have specific plans for that. And that changes everything that connects to the amount of tomatoes that I'm growing that connects to the amount of basil. Like, you know, so it's all connected for me and my space. And I'm sure there's so many gardeners that are like that. I mean, I think plainly put, if you go and pick up some food at a restaurant and 
your order is incorrect. You know, just like you say, there's some people that's like, all right, fine, I'll enjoy the pizza with pepperoni, you know, on it. Right. Although I ordered sausage. Um, but what happens when it's like, well, no, I'm a vegetarian, you know? So um, so there's that. Right, put pineapple on your pizza and you're like, I don't, mm-hmm. nobody eats pineapple on their pizza. How dare you? No one ever should, yeah. I don't feel that strongly <laughs> about it. I just think it's kind of funny. I don't either. <laughs> uh, my son the other day wanted black olives and um, pineapple together. I was like, no, let's, uh, let's p- pick one or the other, sir. But um, so if I'm guessing right, if you are saving seeds, that means you're starting seeds, right? Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, fair assumption. And or, if you're I not saving, I guess you could just be just selling them, I guess, you know, and then not growing them in the future. That seems kind of odd. Most people I know that have small businesses that sell seeds they also do a bit of the growing of those plants so let's go with yeah, yeah. you're growing you're starting seeds too and i do want to say if you're interested in selling seeds just make a plea please make sure that you're focusing on like distances for plants and cross pollinations mm-hmm. and all that stuff because it's easy to think about like hey great i can save a seed and there's an actual seed but when it comes down to it and it's been cross-pollinated you don't really know what's going on in there so we just want to make sure that we're doing these things correctly so please just make sure you're doing that but it's it's not that complicated to get started saving seeds and there are certain vegetables that are harder than others i would say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to save seeds and i mean even flowers are pretty easy but um you know i my first seed I saved, I think, was a green bean. Maybe it may have been a pepper, too. One of the two. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. But, you know, it's you let it overripe on the vine base, mm-hmm. or on the plant. That's basically it. To the point to where it's unedible, right? For which which vegetable or generally? Either one. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think general. for peppers and tomatoes, you want that fruit to be ripe. But, you, I mean, it's still edible at that point, you know? Y- yeah. Yeah, but I mean... So, but everything else a lot I can of, go with. Yeah. So, like with green beans and stuff, you want them all lumpy mm-hmm, and hard mm-hmm. and, you know, there's ideally no way dried put, up, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really would. And so that's why I grow uh, my black eyed peas. That's mm-hmm. how I get my seeds every year because they, they have to dry on the plant before you even save them. Yeah. So it's like I'm already saving seeds just to eat. So it works out in my favor. I did actually last year. Um, and this is one that I'm, I need to save again is my tomatoes. I started saving tomato seeds. Um, that was one that was a little bit tricky for me. Yeah, have you done this successfully? That takes a little bit more work. And I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I believe I have. I did that with some Romas. And I think it was a year I had a really good Roma tomato year. And I think I saved those seeds. I don't know. I don't, I'm not using them anymore, though. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's a little bit. It's not as... Uh, easy if you will as a bean seed you know size of the seed and then how the seed is encased absolutely makes a difference um i mean there's like a molding process mm-hmm. that you do to get the gel off of it and then you got to strain it and all that so, so you yeah. know th- there's multiple steps to saving the seed so um it's just one of those things that you can look forward to like practicing with but not really making sure that you know, not expecting a hundred percent success rate on those. Um, the reason why we wanted to talk about this today is because it's getting into late summer. Um, there's probably some plants that are on their way out. 
I know for me, my squash bed is long since gone, and I have one Desi squash, um, and it's spelled D-E-S-I. It's my favorite squash, and it has been on my plant forever, and it's about as hard as a brick. I mean, you could you could throw it at somebody and kill them with it. Um, and I'm leaving it on there specifically just to save the seed. So that's the only way that I grow it every year is if I continuously save that seed every year. And I, I'm, my goal is to eventually get to a point to where I can save enough seeds in one year to go a couple years without it. But for right now, that's where I'm at. So um, my bed is almost empty and there is one lone squash sitting in there just waiting to be pulled. And I think it's actually Here's the key. I think it's died off on the vine. Like the vines died off around it and it's just sitting there. So at that point, it's done. It should be good. Uh, it's going to be a pain to cut into though. So I am expecting that. But that's how I'm going to save my seed for that for next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that, did you use the last of your Desi squash seeds with this? I may have planting. a couple left. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have many left though. Um, I can't reach my seed box. It is right there, but I don't want to get up from the mic. <laughs> but I think I may have like four or five left. But mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, when you're trying to grow enough to eat, that's not a lot. Yeah. yeah. So um, I have come across some new varieties this year that I'd like to save seeds for. Hmm. So it's a little late for that. But at the same time, like that is an option moving forward in the future. So I look forward to doing something like that. Um next year so i think i have some regular seeds left and then i can continue to save them wait so are you saying that you plant you're thinking about what you want to plant next year for the purpose mm-hmm. of saving the seeds okay well not just to save the seeds but because i enjoyed it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'd like to save the seed mm-hmm. so um this one is scallop squash mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed that i grew it for the first time this year didn't have a great harvest off of it which is why i didn't really focus on it um, but when I did get it and I cut into it, it was a stark difference between that and yellow squash, which we've come to figure out. We just don't like yellow squash in our house. So we're going to move on from that completely. Um, and this took, is taking its place. So it should work out pretty good. But I think I have a couple seeds left for next year. So it's not a big deal. you know. And really the beauty of it is with some of these, especially this time of year, with your tomatoes and squash and cucumbers and beans, you get plenty of opportunities to save a seed. Yeah, I um, I was just looking up. So it's like four years ago, I had the early white bush scallop squash. Yeah. It looks like a patty pan like squash. And I've not that one year. I could still I can see it. I can taste it. Um, absolutely a preference when it comes to squash, summer squash. And I have had zero success since then growing it. So I have it in two places. I have it in a raised bed and I have it in a container and the plants are just picking up steam. Just for reference, whenever you're listening to me talk about my garden this year, I'm probably three to four weeks behind most people in my area. You know, so by the time you listen to this, my hope is that I'll have some some fruit producing on the plants. Um, but, you know, it, things are, are kind of slow, moving along kind of slow for my summer garden. Um, but I think that's a great example of, um, you know, this is something that it, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. Like, you know what, if they produce this year, definitely save the seeds, you know, um, just because, again, you know, 
focus on the plants that produced and how well they do. And that's a good candidate for something you're going to save. Um, I think we're growing. I think that was the same squash that we're talking about. I'm not certain. I was trying to look up to see if there's like more than one type. Yeah, there's, well, mine are yellow, yours are white. Oh, well. Okay. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if there's any difference other than color. I would eat the white ones too. I mean, you know, I'm not a squashist. Is that what it's called if you discriminate against the color of squash? Mm-mm. I don't so, think it's called a thing. It's not a thing. Mm-mm. I know there's, well, you know, they call zucchini green squash too. I hate that. Oh, I don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, green summer squash. I've heard that. I'm like, what? No, it's zucchini. Give me a break. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's important to, to get the right plant. So we don't want to just go out and grab any plant that you see and be like, oh, I'm going to get a fruit. You want to pick the strongest, mm-hmm. healthiest, most producing plant you can get. So, I mean, for me, like, that's why I didn't do that scallop squash because I was like, oh, I had like one plant. I got two or three squash off of it. Like, I don't know. I don't really want to preserve the genetics of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather preserve the genetics of one that gives me 10 squash yeah. off of it. You know, the one Desi squash I have out there is the best one. And I specifically left it. But remember too, when you do this, it'll, it'll signal to the plant that it can stop growing. So cucumbers are so bad for this too, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's kind of like Have on you, one hand you're trying to pr- l- allow the plant to continue to produce, but on the other hand, to get to the point of saving seeds, you really need to w- let one go, you know, at right. least one. And this is where I use the method of like, if I see the plant starting to decline, I'm like, okay, it's it's coming to the end of its life cycle. There's not a lot I can do with it. There's a couple fruits on there. I will start leaving fruits on there longer or vegetables, whatever you want to call them, so that I can pull them off when, you know, right before the plant's dead. So, you know, you're still preserving that genetics, Mm. but you're just kind of, you're still getting as much produce as you can out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I have, um, it's called a barren, B-A-R-O-N, pepper plant. I was out in the stores back last month, and they, or back in June, and they had, like, four start plants for a dollar 25 and i'm like sign me up now i still have literally right now still have pepper starts that i started from seed in my basement on my back porch so why in the world am i buying other pepper plants you know i'm out of control clearly and so i planted out three of them because i really didn't have the space add two in two in a container and one in a raised bed the two that are in the containers are exactly what you don't want to see. Pepper plants have barely grown. Uh, they are about six or eight inches tall. They're starting to put on flowers. Now, at the same time, so that's one in a container and one in the raised bed. I have the third plant in another container. It's like two feet tall. It looks lush. It's exactly what you want. So we were talking about like, if I leave those other two, which I'm not, because I'm thinking to myself right now, go ahead and pull them. Um, they probably will produce something, but I would never save seeds from those two, you know, eight inch tall plants that happen to, you know, push out a pepper, 
right? You know, it's the lush one that clearly has has done well. So yeah. um, I think those are the differences. Don't get caught up in, you know, oh, I want to save all of these seeds because all you're doing is carrying this year's, you know, um, struggle into future years, right? It's not to say yeah. that the that seed will absolutely underperform, but give yourself the best chance. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's how we ended up with corn that we know of today. You know, corn back in the day wasn't nice and uniform and Mm -hmm. good looking like this, but Mm -hmm. based on saving seeds from the strongest plants, that's kind of how we got it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the easiest time of year to start saving seeds in my mind. You know, it's not, you know, you're waiting for a fruit to ripen. Mm -hmm. We're not waiting for something to bloom, grow, or bolt then bloom, then pollinate, then grow, then dry, (laughs) then harvest, then dry, and all that stuff. You know, now it's just like you harvest it, you pull it, you cut it open, you let it dry. I think this is a really good time to get started. And I I would urge people to try to, to save some kind of seed from your garden and look into, you know, depending on what it is, do a little research and look up and see like how do you save x seed Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um watermelons are a really good one too Mm -hmm. you know any kind of melon i mean dude how many people have spit watermelons at their seeds at their friends (laughs) every time they eat it you know just think of it you were you were basically saving seed you could have just spit it in your hand you know or in the garden the the grass yeah i um I think that summer generally, because of the growing patterns of these vegetables, a lot of them are fruit per se. Um, yeah. It's just, it's designed for this. Whereas, so the, the shout out that I was going to give was um, mustard. So I have mustard seeds that have um, basically volunteered from last year, uh, produced the, you know, the greens. I let some of them go. Pots have been produced well, they flowered, then pods have been produced, and now those pods are dry. You know, so that's something that's kind of been tucked away in my garden, kind of out of sight, out of mind. But yeah, that's a lot of these other plants have to go through that cycle before they do that. And a lot of these other like non-summer plants, um, a lot of these leafy green plants, you know, sometimes you got to get to the next year before it does that. You know, so that's a whole waiting game. Um, yeah, and that's the difference between your mind garden because I. You know, that process would be done for me. And by about mid-May, I'd mm. probably have those seeds mm-hmm. harvested. So that's, you know, shows how much difference there is between the way we, we can grow. Um, and those aren't... So depending on where you are, those aren't traditional summer plants. No, but they this aren't could very Yeah, but this could be the very well be the time of year to be harvesting that. And a lot of people see something bolt and the first thing that comes to your mind is like, damn, I missed it. I, I didn't get the, uh, you know, the harvest that I mm-hmm. want. But the silver lining is, is like, no, wait, hold on. Now I've got about 2000 more ways, chances to start it. And it's not going to cost me a penny. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and those when those pl- uh, plants bolt. I mean, you're, it's that it's either a thousand yeah. or 10,000 based on my math, <laughs> but yeah. no, they, they produce so many, so many, so many, so many seeds, um, which is the reason why it's a lot easier for those plants to volunteer because those seed pots are pretty fragile. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So what is that's, that? That's a sandwich bag, right? That's a sandwich bag about a quarter of the way filled with collard greens from last year. 
I have no idea how many seeds are in it, but that was from two plants. Yeah. I, at that rate, I will never have to buy seeds again. Nope. Um, and you have so many so where you can overseed them. You know, once you get to the point of your years ahead and, and you know, concerned about maybe uh, a depreciation of germination. Right. Um, so if you're into microgreens, which I really want to get into, but I haven't had an opportunity to, um, meaning I haven't taken a beat and said, all right, let's, you know, start doing that. Uh, that's it's a great example. Like think about those collars. I know you're not. I clearly know, not even having to ask you that that's not your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's not my thing. Yeah. For those that it could be, or there's some interest, that's a great, so he has hundreds, if not thousands of seeds in that little sandwich bag, right? Oh, I guarantee you there's probably 10,000 seeds in there. Yeah. I don't know about 10,000. It's only one way to prove it. All right, I'm gonna start counting everybody. One, <laughs> Leonard. Two. Um, it, I mean, New it, job, Leonard. Like that'll be the thing that he thrives in. He's like, yeah, yeah. give me more seeds to count. Um, but yeah, that's a, it's a great way to use um, a lot of them. I also forget, so we can wrap up this non-summer um, vegetables. But if the seeds are producing during the summer, another great way is to use them as like plant them super densely and use them as um, baby leaves. I know another one of your favorites. <laughs> so, so that's an opportunity to like, again, get, I mean, how, how much are some of those salads in restaurants or, yeah. you know, the shoe box of lettuce that has baby leaves in them that I, I mean, mine, I could get it as cheap as like four fifty, but that's not really even cheap when you think about it, you know? Yeah. It's, and it, it gives you the flexibility, though, mm-hmm. I think. It gives you the chance to test out different methods of growing, harvesting. It takes away the pressure of it, too. I mean, mm-hmm. look, it's just like with those um, tomatoes I told you about in earlier in the show. If I get 10 tomatoes, I'm going to be puckered up trying to get those tomatoes to grow. If I save the seed, and I'm not sure if they're hybrid or not, so... Um, that will lead into a different aspect. But let's say that they're heirloom seeds because you need to, you can save heirloom seeds and they'll be true. Hybrid seeds won't be true to the parent plant. They could revert back to their original genetics. It's a crapshoot. So but you're going to get that is, the, the vegetable, but it may not look or even taste like, you know, it may not right. what you Un- grew. Unless it's heirloom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So, um, but you know, it, if I can say if I can grow that and let's say it is heirloom and I can save the seed, then I can get more creative. You know, I can plant at different times. I mean, if you get 10 plants, like I don't know other than taking a cutting, but like starting a second round of tomatoes by seeds, not going to happen. <laughs> That's just not a possibility. So I need to move away from that. Whereas if I can save the seed, one tomato will give me probably I would imagine 20 seeds. You know, because the thing is, too, is when I leave it, when you leave it on the plant to over ripen, it's creating more seeds inside. Hmm. It'll be very seedy. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, also, there's a couple. There's also that moment of um, when you're starting seeds, well, going back to that. So whatever you've saved, you can be more generous in how many seeds you're sowing when you start. You yes. Know? Go yeah, ahead, put I've three tried... or four seeds in that seed sale. You got a thousand or I'm sorry, 10,000 of them. Yeah, I did that with my Roma tomatoes this year. I was like, I don't know if they're really going to do it. Um, so I just would put like five or six seeds in there and um, just they all popped up. So that was good. But I also didn't do a germination test. 
And that's something that you can do too. It's super simple. You get a paper towel, you put 10 seeds in it, space them out, give them a couple days, check on them. You count how many is germinated and then there's your percentage, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. nine germinate, you got a 90% germination rate and it kind of gives you an idea. I'm sure there's a much more technical way to do it, but if you do a randomized pull, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you laughing at me for? Well, you're like, <laughs> like it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah. It's just fun. 90%, you, you've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. So the so, key is for the thing to be mature. Um, and depending on what the thing is, it could be mature and dry versus just the fruit is mature. Um, I think that um, if I generally, if I buy a transplant for like a summer vegetable, I'm buying it because I don't have that particular variety in my seed collection. I haven't tried that particular variety. Yeah. Um, I actually, interestingly enough, I bought two canna lilies, two different types of canna lilies. I don't know the names of them. One has a yellow flower with green leaves, which is really pretty. One has a red flower with purplish leaves, which is really pretty. And, you know, I've been starting canna lilies from seed since 2020. So I bought plants in 2019, saved those seeds. And I know that a lot of people like, you know, focus on the tubers and all, but it's easier for me just to start them from seed. So anyway, I bought them, paid more than I ever really want to pay for that kind of stuff. But knowing that I can save the seeds. And unfortunately, this year, the flowers, I didn't really get a chance to enjoy. It's a whole thing. Um, but I can look and see how these plants are going to produce seeds. And guess what? I'm going to have this variety of canna lily, like, you know, f- for this day forward. Um so like you mentioned earlier, like some flowers are a lot easier. Um, I have some snapdragons are one of my favorites. I've never actually said this out loud, but snapdragons are one of my favorite flowers. And I've had mixed results when it comes to starting them from seed myself. But I got a whole lot of seeds and I'm going to keep on trying. Um, and I can see, I know what those seed pods look like. Um, and so that's another thing, like being able to identify for flowers, what they look like, because sometimes they, it's not that obvious. Um, so I agree with Ben and encourage you to give it a try. It's another bit of the learning experience, another way to manage, you know, your budget. It's kind of fun. Yeah, this is, this is the time of year where I'm really pushing to start saving seeds and finding stuff to hold on to and identifying plants that have been growing strong, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I have my seed shelf here and I'll, you know, within the next month or two, I'll have one whole rack saved with little containers of seeds sitting in there mm-hmm. for different things. Cause you gotta, you know, you, you want to pack them away dried. So you gotta let them sit out and dry. And I mean, I'll have my pepper seeds. I've got a couple different kinds of peppers. I'll do tomatoes, um, squashes, I probably I don't know if I need to do green beans this year. I may need may not need to. Um, cucumbers I'll do. I need to. So interestingly enough, you know how I grow um, husk tomatoes, mm-hmm. or as everybody else likes to call them, ground cherries. Mm-hmm. Um, that seed is saved. I got from the very first time I ever ate a husk tomato. I saved the seed. I brought it down here from Massachusetts and I grew it and it's just been for the past eight years, it's been the same seed over and over and over harvested and saved every year. I've never bought them. So, um, that worked out. Um, I've never saved like basil seeds 
they seem very hard. They're very fine seeds. Mm-hmm. So I've never saved any of those. Um, my black eyed peas I'll do, you know, so I have all these different things saved up. Um, what about you? What are you saving? Uh, this so year? a couple, I mentioned the flowers, um, sunflower seeds I save. Yeah, you should never buy other than the first pack of sunflowers. Yeah. Unless you want a different <laughs> variety, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like, that's probably one of the easiest. If you can get to them before the birds get to them. By the time the birds and the squirrels are eating them, they're ready to be saved. So that's an indicator. Um, yeah. I am saving um, a couple of pepper plants seeds because I'm running low on my reserve for them. Um, I'm probably not going to do tomatoes, you know, just because I, I just have a collection of tomato plants. You know, it depends. I'm not growing anything really exotic this year. You got that boxcar willy, right? Yeah, but I got a package of seeds for those, too. And I have some saved seeds from those, too. Oh, I was going to say, save me some seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how those plants. I mean, I have tomatoes and all of those plants. So if they do well, right, um, that's one of the ones I single stemmed, I think, boxcar willy. But anywho, um, I don't I. I try to save bean seeds, but then I lose track of them. So I did want to add a note around. I don't save like any of my brassica seeds because they don't flower typically until the next year. And I want to get them clean out of my plant, my garden before I put the garden to bed. So just as an aside, I do try to save lettuce seeds. There are a couple of varieties. I know I just said they give you a thousand seeds, but there are a couple of varieties that I really, really like. And in my mind, you're kind of in year one of that seed versus your seed pack maybe two years old, three years old. Yeah. Right. You know, so now you have fresh seed. So I do keep that in mind. Um, it's the marble of four season, four season. It's something like that. Um, lettuce that I really like. Um, I think, I, I think that's, I may do, you know, some melons, but shoot, I got to get yeah. to the melon stage to get there. That's still to be determined. <laughs> um, so I think that's it. I, I um, If I, depending on how many, I'll either save them in a brown paper bag, um, an envelope, or more likely it's one of those little plastic baggies. So not, if it's like a brassica plant, like your, like mustard seed, and I'll save in like a big, you know, gallon bag because that's how many i'm gonna have i just toss the entire like the seed pot and all of that stuff you know I'll toss it all so in so there you're going to the store buying the dime bags and using <laughs> yeah, them you could order them online <laughs> yeah the dime bags they um they also um, a lot of seed companies smaller companies send them to you in that kind of packaging too like inside yeah. of the package um but most times again I'm, there's just a few seeds i'm saving and so i'll put them in those packages because i can also write now that's one of the things you have to be organized about don't go through the trouble of saving these seeds and then lose track of, you know, says Batavia no. to Batavia of what you saved. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely don't. I mean, I get those coin envelopes off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I got like a box of like, I don't know, 500 or something for like 10 bucks and I just use those. But I think I would like to transition over to like the plastic bags and keep them more airtight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I try not. I don't know. I always get com- like back and forth about should I use plastic should I not use plastic yeah yeah me too like I mean clearly there's a lot of plastic in my life but it's like you know you have an alternative now the plastic one thing to note is sometimes what you've written on the seed package that plastic package wears off where for the coin yeah you know um, envelope it's gonna stay there so there's that bit too Um, but yeah I mean I think that this is um, 
this is this also another commitment of like you're saving this you know a lot of us aren't on the fence about next year's garden like we know it's going to happen but this could be a way to you know re-energize you you know this could be the beginnings of you plotting and planning out what your next year's garden is going to be because you're saving seeds because you want to grow these things in the future so there are all kinds of like you know um, residual effects positive effects on the seed yeah. saving process. Uh, we haven't even talked about, you know, getting a seed saving buddy that could send you some of the Desi squash seeds that he's saving, that he raves mm. about that. So, you know, what's funny is I was supposed to send you seeds last year and I failed miserably as did you. Um, so we're not broken up, but we're definitely, we need counseling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as seed saving buddies. I think we need counseling. So yeah, I, you know, cause I'm all, but you know, I was waiting on your package to to send my package right and that's just not healthy (laughs) (laughs) well and there are like seed swaps and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but i have a problem with seed swaps i got into one one time i had to pay like 10 bucks to cover the shipping and stuff Mm -hmm. wasn't a big deal but man i got like sunflower seeds marigolds like all of the Mm -hmm. easy easy seeds to save i didn't really get anything that was like very useful some that so, you could, could probably have saved from your own garden. Yeah. You know what, though? It wasn't an official swap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got so excited. You did. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to do a seed swap, definitely look into like, you know, in different groups and stuff, how they do it. You know, what if there's requirements or anything like that? I think that would be a good thing to put in there because otherwise you could very well just get some like junk that you just don't need. Um, maybe we'll do something like that on the Facebook community page. We'll, uh, we'll have to look into that a little bit. No promises right now. But um, also, there's a little bit of a thing we need to talk about called legal stuff. Um, when it comes to propagating and saving seeds from some plants, mm. it's some of them are actually uh, patented. patented yeah. And it is against the law to save them. I don't have a list of them, so I don't know. Do what you want to do. But if you go about posting stuff, I know somebody um, who did that with uh, knockout roses. Mm, mm-hmm. They um, saved the seed from it. They grew it. They posted it. And then they actually had a lawyer from the person with knockout roses contact them and tell them that they had to destroy the plant because it was copyrighted, patented, whatever. And so, um, long story short, he figured out a way around it. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But there is these considerations, and I know lavender is another one for some reason. Huh. I've heard that, about the knockout yeah. roses, but not the lavender. Yeah, lavender is another one for some reason. I don't know if you can't propagate it or save the seed or what. And I don't know what variety it is, but there is this thing out there. But as long as you're keeping it to yourself, like whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> growing in my yard. I bought it. It's mine. So there is that. Everything is in for everyone to know, right? Right. Um, and my dream is like when I save these seeds over time, the genetics will become more suitable to my area. And if my son feels so to fill in my shoes to any extent, I would love to pass these genetics down to him over time and say, like, here's these these collards. You know, they they were Georgia collards at one point. Mm-hmm. Now they're daddy's collards and now they're David's collards and just pass them down like that. So that would be something I think would be cool to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and he could pass it down to his kids. And nope. that's how people did it back in the day. Nope, not today. What do you mean? No, nope, not today. I'm dehydrated. Oh, you well I can't. You I well can't, enough. 
I can't waste I didn't a even tear. Mean to. I, I have to keep myself together. It's daddy seeds. I just can't. Oh dear goodness. Oh, Same with like sweet potatoes. Heart. Oh goodness. Same with sweet potatoes. A lot of people do them and they just over time, they don't even know what sweet potato they have anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just a sweet potato, you know? You know, so on an interesting note, um, some, oh gosh, the sides you've gotten of Batavia from this episode. You saw that fire <laughs> earlier on and now I'm just a weeping mess. And now I'm going to tell you about like the rigid part of me. Like I hate not being able to answer people when they ask, oh, what variety is that? And like I try to keep track of that stuff and it drives me crazy it's a bit stressful even um and you know i've been i'm just my sunflowers are kicking butt i didn't plant a single sunflower this year like a single seed or plant for that matter and i have i just know what packages i have of sunflowers and i kind of like if it's open i can basically say it could be one of these 10 that i've planted over the last couple of years that have you know these last two years they've been volunteers um and so i think that I can look and say, let me take a picture of this one. I think I have something like something like a lemon drop type sunflower. It's a lemon queen, maybe, and has a pale yellow color. Yeah, so something that's distinct like that, I can tell. Um, and I don't, you know, as now that you mentioned, I don't even think they're. It just occurred to me they're probably not heirloom, so whatever they are could not may not be what they really were to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, they may have reverted back. Yeah. Yeah. So anywho, um, I did want to bring up. So I'm trying to let that bit go like it's beautiful. You know, it's if it's some food, it's delicious. You know, just be satisfied with that. Um, Seed swap. That's what I got excited about and and cut you off. Sorry about that. Um, You good. A neighbor gardener. Um, I think this was last year. We exchanged some seeds. No, I we, she gave me a bunch of seeds, and I had some transplants. That you know, you know how I am. I, you know, if I if something grows in my grower room, I'm gonna grow too much of it. And so anyway, she uh, surprised me with a, you know a bunch of seeds, and she gave me the scarlet runner beans. And I had been seeing them, and I had been meaning it's they're not the easiest seed to you know to buy like in the stores or whatever. And I've been seeing them, and she gave me a few beans, and I'm just like, this is it. You know, and so there is the benefit of the seed swap to introduce you to something that you've not grown before, something you've been interested in growing. Um, so again, there are a lot of benefits, but I do understand your point of like how many more marigolds seeds do I need to get? <laughs> yeah, there's only actually one kind I want, and you actually have the seed, and I never got them this year. I I thought we were going to talk to the counselor about that. We are. That's just that's the first day in counseling. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Which one that. is it again? <laughs> The big tall ones. Well, they're all big, big and tall. Well, then there you, you hear go. me all cocky. There, all my sunflowers are big and tall, baby. I mean, what you want me to do? <laughs> no marigolds. The big and tall marigolds. Oh, I'm so embarrassed to say I didn't even plant them this year, but I got a plenty of seeds saved from last. You hear me try to? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you're embarrassed because that makes me feel good. <laughs> that I'm embarrassed. We really need to. Yeah, get because to this I didn't get them either. Yeah, we no need one, to go. No one gets them. <laughs> Yeah, the um, the giant mission um, marigold, and I vow to have that be the only marigold that I I grow. Is it? No. Yeah, I'm just breaking no. promises all over the place. You are. You are. <laughs> Look, we need to talk about something. We're going to go to the question of the day, but first, we need to tell you about our sponsor, the Planter App. So, the Planter App is an amazing app. 
it's uh, it helps you design your gardens and it is based on a square foot design. It's a drag and drop interface. It has thousands of varieties of plants. Perfect for you. You can create new plants, create new gardens. You can add stuff into it, customizable. It gives you a full planting guide, tells you how to grow things, when to grow them, what pests to look out for. Uh, I like to take them and make multiple profiles with all of my different gardens, compare them year after year, helps me with my crop rotation. It gives you red and green dots that tells you if it's compatible or compatible. You like that, don't you? (laughs) So... It's available on the Apple and Android stores, and you can get it through the link below and save some money. And we also, the creator is in our Facebook group, and we just had somebody reach out with a question. He promptly got back with an answer and was making a change based off of it. So they're constantly updating the app and making it better for us, and they are open to suggestions and requests. So it's definitely a show favorite. I've been using it for years, and I love it. Actually, to be honest, I'm addicted to it. Um, (laughs) So there it is. So check out the Planter app. Link is below. Now, we have a question from the Facebook group. And this one is not – it's the Backyard Gardens Community Garden Facebook group. Come join us. It's not really – a question to be answered. It's more of a thought process, I'm thinking, but Batavia may be different. So Kaylee writes, thoughts. Is it too late to plant pumpkins in zone 6A? I have a spot in mind that gets full sun. And so this was posted around mid-July. What do you think? I hate to be this this the one that delivers this news i think it's too late mm-hmm. it sounds like she's she was starting she would have been sowing the seeds is what i took from it yeah i guess that that's just an assumption let me say that i don't think she she made note of it like if she had transplants that are already you know gr- growing up i would probably say stick it in let's see what happens um but i'm yeah, also you... a bit bitter around like my melons over the last two years so there could be you know i could be projecting here i won't tell you about my melons and no i think it's a little late but i think the reason why i wanted to bring it up is because it you know we're in that time of year it's still warm it's 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 hard to think about fall wait no before you go there let let me let me so i don't know how you interrupt me kaylee's kaylee yeah, I believe so. Uh, yes, ma'am. Last frost date. I'm going to assume it's sometime in October, maybe November, beginning of November, the latest. So she's basically under or right at 100 days between yeah. now and the last frost date. And from sea to harvest for pumpkins are a long season crop. I've never grown them before, but there are a lot of things I've read up a lot about that I've never grown that I feel pretty comfortable speaking on. And pumpkins are one of them. Um, they kind of freak me out, too. But that's a different conversation. Uh, so that's the I want to just add a little bit of color around that. I think it's too late um, by the time this episode airs. And the reason why we chose it is less about, you know, responding to Kaylee. I think you already or Leonard already replied in the Facebook group, but it's more about. Yeah. Now segue to your sermon. Well, yeah, it's the sermon. <laughs> you know, it's, it is hard because it's hot and there's no end in sight. But really, if we think in the minds of, you know, plants and life cycles, 
we have to put ourselves there and then we have to bring up the subject of the sun getting lower in the sky and all that stuff. And it does make it difficult because by the books, like we said, from the time the question was given to the time of the first frost date, there is a very good possibility that you could get a pumpkin by the books. But if you factor in the lowering sun, the cooler temperatures, trying to grow in the middle of the summer heat, maybe you're having droughts or too much rain, you you set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. And this is something I've been trying to practice this year is like, take a step back and just say like, Hey, what's going in that bed next? What can I really get like a full harvest out of that? I know I'm going to get. Now, if you really want to do, you insert whatever you're talk, thinking about growing, then by all means, I'd say plant it and try it. But be realistic about what you can do. Like, I would not, even though I could get a pepper going right now, I would not plant a pepper now in my garden. It's just, it's not an option, you know? So, um, I, I think if you go back and use even the pumpkin as a good example, you know, all of the dates that we're given for, you know, from transplant to harvest or seed to harvest or whichever it, you know, you believe it is, it's really presented in optimal conditions, optimal for whatever that plant is. And so the, the date ranges or the time frames that you're given as far as plant in, you know, last planting time is May for a thing that is based on what's ahead in your growing area. Right. You still have optimal right. growing time left. Once you start pushing that envelope, you're in a different space. Um, if you are not going to plant anything else there, then I'd say, all right, maybe take a chance. If you are going to, pl- we're thinking about planting something that maybe is an easier crop, I'd say, all right, go ahead and take a chance. You know, so I immediately thought about like, gosh, it'd be a real downer to go through the effort of, you know, planting pumpkin seed it coming up and then you're getting hit with powdery mildew. Not, you're, you're trying to manage that to not get a pumpkin or to maybe get a pumpkin. So I think it's really personal preference. If it was a month earlier when she asked the question in this example, absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, a month in planting time is a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a very long time. And I mean, I don't, I'm with you. I don't know where they get their times from. It's optimal range. And this wasn't planned at all, but in the planter app, there's actually a calendar that gives you a planting range. And so if you have that, you can use that to your advantage too. And I mean, if the, if planting pumpkins falls within that range and that calendar, by all means, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, somebody had asked about the calendar and, and how to read it. And I, you know, my extension service gives you dates and they've said on theirs, like if it's the beginning or the end, it's iffy the sweet spots like in the middle of that range mm, okay so just make sure you try and fall in the middle of that range and you have a much better chance of going to, you know full completion growth cycle for that so um it's it's tough it's really tough yeah, but in kaylee's go ahead no i was just gonna say it's really tough because it's not like like if if not this year, it won't be until next year until she's able mm-hmm. to grow, and that that kind of sucks, right? I know you. you it does suck. We st- we still have one foot in summer, but you can see fall ahead, and wouldn't it be nice to get a few pumpkins? I the big assumption also is that she doesn't have any other pumpkin plants growing, um. So this mm-hmm. is kind of like the one shot at it, you know. If it was me, and I was Kaylee, 
I would look at that spot and I would count out the days and I'd say, you know what? I think I can put some broccoli in. I can put some cabbage in and get like full harvest out of that. I don't know what she's got planned in her garden yet, but um, that's something that I would do if I was, you know, that's what I'm doing in my garden. Like I've left beds blank and it has hurt, but come fall, these beds will be full and I'll be smiling when I get to the finish line. So, um, it's, it's a hard concept to get. And I understand, I get it completely. It's something that we sit up here and Batavia and I, I don't want to say preach about, but we basically do. And it's hard for us to practice it at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. it takes real restraint to hold back and be like, I'm just going to put the seed in the ground and I'm going to get it. We got to really like work towards it and make sure that we follow it. So, um, just be careful what you plant when you plant it. Look forward into the future. Gardening is about predicting the future. Hmm? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You're always looking forward to the future. Oh, yeah. You're, you're screwing and predicting you, the future. Yeah, you're predicting if it's going to be hot or cold. Okay. Look, just just say yes. Magic because, Garden I mean, 8-Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's an easy way to figure it out. Since we do have all zones covered, basically, we're in the middle of each each section of the country you can check us out in our own gardens on our youtube channels so you can check me out on sandy bottom homestead you can check batavia out and uh be better gardens she's got a lot of beautiful stuff growing i got a lot of cool stuff going on dude i got some bees that are just going wild so hurry up everybody though. wait hurry hurry up and check me out like now because a month before from the now- disease hits <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got like 24 hours to get there <laughs> you better go so uh on that note everybody come support us if you'd like and keep the show going patreon apple subscriptions uh t-shirts links all below planter app is down below heirloom roses as well check them all out and until next time we will continue to learn to grow and grow for change let's see ya before it all dies <laughs> Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.